Not you making it about you. Not you making it about you. Hey, this is our podcast. I'm going to make it about me. And I'm going to say, what the heck? What the heck? Welcome to Reality Revelations with Mark and Jasmine. I'm Mark Drum. And I'm Jasmine Lachey, where we discuss our revelations of reality TV. Where do we want to start? Well, let's start off with the post-veto ceremony reactions from the house guests. What did you think about their thoughts? I think everybody on the show is trash, except for Taylor. Like, I'm at a point where I just feel like everybody but Indy and Taylor are <laughs> trash, and I just, I don't care about anybody else, you know? Like, all of, all of the post-veto stuff, it just rage, honestly. I was angry, mm-hmm. period, you know? I feel like the tactics were shady, and I feel like Daniel has got to go. All right, Daniel's got to go. Did you not have any, like, feelings of Taylor feeling so emotional about feeling like she had hurt people? That's what I mean, though. That's what I mean. Everybody on this show is trash because hurt feelings, like, when you don't even really talk to anybody. The whole thing is that she's never really around anybody to have a conversation long enough to hurt anybody's feelings because nobody is sticking around. If you look, Taylor is very rarely in anything long enough with anybody for anything that isn't light and superficial unless everybody's there. So if it's a house meeting or if it's where we're trying to figure out who's going up for what or if it's we have to go and sit at the table watching people joust, she's not really there with anybody long enough to have heard it. Now, there are some things that we could have missed during the live feeds, but at the same time, they these people are not quiet not one of them. So if something had happened, they would have confessed during their little diary segments and then we would know. So that's why I'm like, what feelings? Because it doesn't seem like anybody in the house has any. And then what discretions? <laughs> like what what could she have possibly done other than exist? So no, I really don't have any feelings other than everybody in this house is shady and trash. And everybody can kick rocks. Okay. So speaking of kicking rocks, Taylor has a conversation with Paloma. Ding, and the witch is gone. <laughs> During that chat, I was like, oh no, she's not there. She's not there. Because when she was like, when you're at home and you're watching this, you'll see that I'm Buddha. When you're, <laughs> when you're at home watching this, you'll see that like I'm around it. I'm not in anything. I'm outside looking in. Like I'm so far removed. Mama was gone. Okay, do you even remember what you did five minutes ago? And then during the conversation, I don't even want to hear it. Like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Uh, Oh, how are you not going to want to hear what I have to say when you're the reason why I'm in the position I'm in? Okay, girl, pump your brakes real quick. And when she heard it come out her mouth, she was like, oh, was that rude? Yeah, Heffa, it was rude. And who are you to be like, I don't want to hear it. But then you realize everybody in the house is like that. Nobody wants to hear what Taylor has to say. And then when they finally do, yeah, what Taylor said makes sense. But at the same time, I've already made my mind up and I don't really care. So at this point, everybody can kick rocks with no socks. Okay. I feel like Paloma is dumpster juice. And yeah. Well, I really think Taylor finally started getting the inkling, as you mentioned, when Paloma was like, you know, I don't want to hear it. Taylor really was just like, are you serious? I'm trying to get myself out of this and you've already and made amends. your decision. Yeah, yeah, to make amends. And it's already feels like it's a done deal with you. Yes. And I'm finally glad that Taylor's starting to see this. Yes. However, she's still in that pageant. She's still very much It's a little, too, little, too, she's it's a little, too, little too late. Yeah. 
for right now. However, I think since she's still working on her experience as a pageant, yes. she's still relying too heavily on that, and she needs to Get understand, yes, that that is an asset for you, but you're relying, to, it's becoming a crutch. Yes. And that, yes, we've heard that, yes, it takes time for you to open up. I mean, that's everybody. Yeah. However, for Paloma, she feels like she's an open book. For others like Taylor, she really likes to observe and assess the situation before she puts herself out there. And I get it. Which, again, like I said in my impression of Taylor, I knew there was that pensive smile. I knew she, there was something behind that. And meanwhile, while you thought Kenya Moore vibes, I knew, I knew. I need her to dig. I need her to dig and find her inner Kenya Moore. Because for anybody who has watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta, you kind of see. And I haven't. And you haven't. uh, You see Kenya Moore essentially bring the pageant to the show. As soon as lines are crossed, very much shark in the water. You know what I'm saying? Very much... I'm not in the mood, very much predator situation. And so, and that's not a game show. So I'm not really sure why she acts like that, but um, <laughs> there's no winning money on that show. But I feel like Taylor needs to really dig into that competitive spirit because I feel like she's one of those people who is competitive with board games. She seems like a really good sport and she needs to keep that integrity, but I need her to get a little dirty. But I also agree with you when you were saying that Taylor's coming around to kind of seeing how things are essentially kind of stacked up against her. And it is based on Paloma saying, you know, when you're at home watching this, oh, it's a done deal. I'm already going to be at home. We haven't even had evictions yet. I'm already going to be at home on my couch watching this. Okay, girl. Sketchy. Very, very sketchy. And so the fact that, you know, watching Taylor come to that realization in real time was nice because I'm like, girl, stop being so nice to these heifers, okay? Stop being so nice, (laughs) period. So Taylor goes and talks to Monty. Do you think Monty gave her a chance or do you think his mind was made up as well? His mind was made up because he said, I at least appreciate the fact that he was like honest when, when Taylor did approach him and was like, hey, so there may have been some miscommunication about our conversation and he could have played it off like, what do you mean? I didn't, what do you mean? Like everybody else does like, oh, what do you mean? No, everything's fine. He could have been like that, but he was like, well, I was just confused because you brought up Paloma's name. And when Taylor was like, yeah, because you're close with her. And if she feels this way, like that was me trying to get you to be like, okay, well, that's not what's happening. I need to go talk to her. And I, maybe I should have been more clear about that. And for me, I feel like she never should have said nothing. She should have kept that piece to herself. And I feel like Taylor played this game initially. I feel like she's she's been playing it a little too cordial, a little too kind, a little too friendly because she never should have told Monty anything. She doesn't have really any alliance in this house. I mean, at least I hope she knew or knows at that point anyway, that she didn't have any real allies. And so for her to go and tell Monty anything, why? Because Paloma asked, do you know anything about, you know, what the guys are plotting? And she said no. And that's because they're not talking game with her because why would they? And all of a sudden now you're bringing people's names up. Yeah, it seems like you're trying to talk game, but it also seems like you're being manipulative. So I understand where the mental space was with Monty. I just feel like he's a snake and he low down. So I never would have given him anything at all. But, you know, that's just me. That's just me. Right. And the thing, though, I was surprised that Taylor didn't do was bring both 
Monty and Paloma in the room together yes. to hash it out because that would have been crucial for her to finally see, mm-hmm. oh, they're already working together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm clearly the odd one out. Mm-hmm. I need to start looking for my allies, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And there just wasn't any indication that, at least from the edit, Right. That they were all in the same room trying to talk to one another. Also, I, I agree because I would have done the same thing. I had to call the house meeting and been like, oh, okay, so I hurt some feelings. I need to know. Starting starting from the bottom so we can get here. Start with you. What I do. Because the whole thing is, is that you get everybody together. It's real hard for people to start saying, oh, and I, I never said that. No, I never said that. I'd have made sure that Paloma was in the room with everybody else. And I'd be like, come on, girl, spill it. What did I do? What did I say? Okay, well, here's what I meant. So here, let's lay it on the table. Because the other thing is, is that had Paloma ever had to come up with any kind of answers or whatever in front of other people, that would have changed her behavior. Because when it's one-on-one, it's, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't even care. I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't even, I don't even, whatever. Like, without even thinking, oh, maybe this is coming off way too intense, way too aggressive. There was no thought for that at all. But the second she's in the group with other people in the house, she's different. All right. We'll just need to see if this continues on or not, where can we get a house meeting or is it still going to be one-on-one conversation? <laughs> So, speaking of alliances you had mentioned previously, the girls' girls want to try and branch out. Do you think this was smart, or do you think the girls' girls' alliance is already falling apart even before it pretty much started? Listen, they have one ringleader. You know what I'm saying? Like, Paloma is Regina George, and the rest (laughs) of them are just following, like, little worker ants. Like I said in the last episode and this episode was where you kind of see some of the other girls attempt to get a mind of their own and it backfires so hard that it's almost comical because they tried to make it seem like they were these, you know, heavy hitters, these baddie players. We're going to do the thing. We're going to whatever else. And it's like, y'all can't keep your story straight. Y'all are like hither and thither. Like you don't know your head from your butt at this point, the way it seemed to me in this episode. I feel like maybe they should have put it on a vision board or something. Really organized themselves and figured it out because this was this was bad. Yeah. So do you think this six-person alliance that Paloma had made with Alyssa, Amira, Kyle, Monty, and Pooch is good? Or do you think the six-person alliance with Paloma, Alyssa, Amira, Monty, Kyle, and Michael was a good match? I think any match with Paloma in it doomed because Homie was talking about how to split the winnings. This is doomed if anytime you have somebody who's like, you walk into a game knowing what the stakes are, knowing what the rules are, and instead of trying to play the game as is, you start trying to get around the rules it's always going to end up badly for the people who ally themselves because they will always get played, period. As you were mentioning that Paloma was trying to split the winnings somehow, Michael, one of her supposed allies, had mentioned in that live feeds too, you really shouldn't be saying that. Right. This is all recorded. Yep. And he's the lawyer, so. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. No, he's not. He's the escape escape room room. attendant. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. 
<laughs> now, do you think Michael really thinks he's in a really good alliance? Or no. do you feel that since he was never a part of that conversation of who should be in it, that he knows he's the bottom of the totem pole and that... I think he knows. I mean, it's it, here's the thing. It would be hard for him not to know because people, they're all talking to each other and it comes back. They're all talking game one point or another. It comes back, period. And Michael knows that he's a target for a few reasons. Now that Daniel's put him up and he's had to go through and winning the veto and all of that, he understands that he doesn't really have as many allies as he thinks. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he does know. He obviously said it in his diary room confession that, yeah, I don't trust this alliance because why was I a part of the conversation? But if an alliance does fall towards me, of course I'm going to take it. Right. And he'll use it to his advantage, which I think he will use it to his advantage. And he'll also know that when the time comes, he'll be more than happy to... Betrayal is an option. Betrayal is always an option. Betrayal is an option. Now, sort of a betrayal. Brittany. Ciao. With her... Listen. (laughs) Listen, <laughs> I I knew who Brittany was going to be based on the photo with her eyes. The okay? eyes. The eyes. And I didn't expect Pooch to be such a little peach and go back so quick. Like, when I tell you, I thought he would have kept that little tidbit to himself and maybe had just lied about it. You know, like, oh, Brittany told me that maybe Taylor. You know what I mean? Since everybody's ganging up on Taylor anyway, it would have been smart if he'd been like, oh, yeah, Brittany told me that, you know, Taylor's trying to get me out. Because at that point, it then would have been a matter of him trying to figure out, okay, well, do they think what, what, what? And he could have had an extra side out. Because Brittany, I feel like, I don't know if she's really a floater per se, but I don't see her being anything substantial other than that at this point. I feel like she's good at helping carry the game along as far as like those those minor details but I don't feel like she is a a primary opponent I don't I don't see that from her and so the fact that she went to pooch and told him what Amira said about what about him being a target so sad so sad and then you know the game of telephone at least with this telephone, yep. it got nipped. But at least it was consistent. Right. At least it was consistent and it was actually like accurate because who chow. But the thing is, is that he took he took the words from Brittany and then he took them straight to the person that they were about. And that is where he went right. Everybody else with this other game of telephone that we had last episode. Let me go over here to Maine. Let me go over here to California. Let me drop some info in China. You know, let's just let's just spread it out. Let's hit everywhere. And then by the time he got back to the person who originally said it, I didn't say any of that. Like, I'm not sure where anybody got any of this, but I didn't say any of that. So at least with this game of telephone, unfortunately, now Brittany looks like a chump. So congrats, girl. And do you think Brittany and Amira can mend that relationship or is it now... A little severed. These people are fake. So I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Okay. You mentioned Brittany not being a floater. However, I did notice in this episode, Kyle gave me a floater vibe because of the fact oh that he God, said, yes. I'm glad I didn't have to think about who I who I want in my alliance. They just come to me because I'm playing that social game, which is very smart. Yes. However, then he also says, I just want to play the middle ground. Well, middle ground, my friend Kyle, that is floater. You are playing a floater yep. game, and I need you to actually do something. He's trying to coast. 
He's he's trying to coast. He's trying to be everybody loves Raymond. I mean, th here's the thing. Somebody, I feel like that was the game that Paloma was kind of trying to be everybody's friend, but also being the master manipulator on top. And the problem is that if you're going to try to be everybody's friend, you're then in a position where you either know too much or you have to lie. In this case, it was a matter of both. She knew too much and she had to lie. So I think Kyle coming in is exactly who I thought he would be. Class clown, just here for some jokes. I'm here, not here for a long time, here for a good time kind of thing. And I feel like he'll he'll coast along for maybe one other eviction. And then I feel like people are gonna be like, all right, but then what? Okay, well, we'll just have to wait and see on that. I know you're not going to know these names, but I know some people who are listening to our podcast will. Justin Sebek from season two, Scott Weintraub from season four, Neil Garcia from season nine, Chima Simone from season 11, Dick Donato, Big Brother winner of season eight, and also of Big Brother season 13, Willie Hance, Megan Lauder, and now we can officially include... Paloma into this fold of people. Oh, people who went home first? Not people, people who went who home first, first, who evicted themselves or got themselves gotcha. expelled from the game. Didn't realize there were so many people who had evicted themselves from the game. Yep. Okay. Just trying to give you some of this history there, right. Jasmine, to where this edit of the person self-evicting themselves from the previous one is a lot different. And I think the producers did them dirty. And with this one, they were trying to make Paloma seem like she was a hero. Yeah, they were trying to make her real sympathetic. It wasn't working. And it was just ridiculous because you signed up for this game. You know what you're getting yourself into. And yes, it's a pressure cooker situation. I'm happy that you found the admittance that you need to leave to take time to heal yourself. But that could have been my spot. I could have been in this game. Like, there's weak. so many people that weak. are wanting to play this game, <laughs> and you take someone else's spot. Not you making it about you. Not you making it about you. Hey, this is our podcast. <laughs> I'm going to make it about me. And I'm going to say, what the heck? What the heck? I will say this, okay? You never know what you're going to do until you're put in any specific situation. However, to say that someone's mental health or mental illness caused them to react, respond, act, and actively choose the things that were done and said, and then to blame them on your mental health or your mental illness, that's unfair. Because there are so many people, I'm certain, who have similar issues who are not this vicious. And the way that Paloma played this game was dirty. It's less about her anxiety. It's less about even really the, the tactical measures. It's the fact that in actuality, like there was no, nothing about this made sense is basically what I'm saying. Because when you walk into the house, everything is all, okay, cool, we're getting to know each other. The problem is that from Jump Street, Taylor was a target for Paloma. And so that's an internal insecurity that's got nothing to do with you being well or not. Because the way that not only that Paloma pounced on Taylor, but the way that she manipulated every single person in that house to then also jump on Taylor, that is a personality problem. And so I'm happy that Paloma decided to take herself out of the game because she realized that 
she had gone too far. She was doing too much. Like mentally, she was not in a place where she was able to be the person she wanted to be, but it is still very indicative of who she is as a person. So while I am glad that there was some self-awareness, especially considering you should never risk your mental health for anything, let alone a game or money, because money's not real. I feel like in that letter that she left, you know, when she decided to depart, I feel like the communication should have also included, hey, some of the things I did were out of character. Some of the things I did were a little mean. Some of the things, anything, there was no acknowledgement whatsoever it was just hey I gotta go and I gotta take care of me good luck to everybody whatever but just before it was Taylor I I understand and if anybody understands it's me and if you have one friend in the house it's me like these tears right now these tears are real baby I'm manic quite often I don't want to hear it I'm not falsifying tears with anybody I'm not uh, uh. and then the moment where she had a little bit of clarity where it's like I feel bad that Taylor's going through all this you know because yeah that's rough and that's hard and then to instantly flip and be like, but you know, it is what it is and somebody's got to go. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. Nah, babe, I'm smooth on that. You can go. And the fact that everybody wished, first off, the fact that everybody was crying at this letter, like she died. And we need to say a prayer. I, we need to say a prayer. We need to say a prayer so she can go get some sleep. Because baby said, I haven't slept in days, you know, and I haven't really eaten. Okay, cool. So let's pray that she goes home, she gets a nap and she gets a good meal. Okay. But also, why do we have to pray? Why can't we just send positive energy to the world? Because if now you're bringing up religion, like why happens if somebody in the, in the house didn't want to have to do this prayer? This I'd feels be like, odd. I'm, like I'd I'm feel good. uncomfortable. Like I really don't want to do this. Exactly. I would have been like, I don't really want to do this. This feels because mm. it was like, let's say a prayer or a moment of silence. Yeah, let's have a moment of silence. Let's do that. But instead, it was our Father, and I'm like, ah, we're doing way too much, way too much. Okay. Like I, y'all could have prayed individually or y'all could have figured out who y'all wanted to like, who wanted to be involved in that. Everybody except for Paloma has mentioned how they'll look to America. Daniel's worried about how he's going to look to America. Everybody's worried about how America is going to view Paloma. Paloma never said, oh, I wonder how this is going to make me look. Baby said, no, 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 no. When you see me on TV, you're going to see how far removed I am. So no, babes, no. Monty said that when you lie, it throws off the entire game. And so now that she's gone, I'm wondering what carries over. Nope, you know? I'm done. Let's take a moment of silence for Paloma. That's over. So moving on, <laughs> let's go to the backstage twist. After knowing that this whole episode, the live feeds were down, speculation of person that shall not be named was exited from the game. Oh yeah. This backstage twist, hey, who was right about what this twist was gonna happen? There was gonna be a battle and the person that was gonna get eliminated was gonna be evicted from said battle. Mm. And the house guest we were going to evict was going to compete against whoever was Pooch's person, most likely, to battle for a possible eviction. I would love to have known who these people were going to pick, but at the end of the day, I'm glad it worked out the way nah, it did. Nah, it was going to be 100% unanimous vote for Taylor, and Taylor would have used that fire. Did you not see what she looked like in the episode? She looked good! No, I mean, I yeah. Taylor looked good. She was Always. ready. Oh, yeah. Baby was ready. I just mean, I wonder who she would have had to go up against because I think she would have won. You know what I mean? Like wow. For the battle. But, you know, at the end of the day, we know who she was up against this time around and uh, she killed it. So like I, I said in the previous episode, it would have been karma. However, now we live in the ifs.
But yeah. now we get into HOH. Oh, before we even get to the HOH competition, let's talk about yeah. how dad was not happy about these results or this announcement. His little look. It was just more so like, mm, like, okay. How are you not happy that you're not having to compete for anything, even though you knew you were safe? Like, that is some smugness. That is some smugness. And dad, yeah, we're not rooting for Terrence. Dad Terrence, yeah, we're I do not like that. Mm-mm. Nope. No, no, no. Yep. We, we're not a fan of Terrence because, you know, nobody has backbone. <laughs> because even once Taylor was like, okay, here's the reasoning. Here's what happened. Everything was misunderstood. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But also, I don't care. Also, isn't that how society is pretty much? Yeah, but typically there's somebody with a backbone. And I guess the only person with the backbone was the target, which is Taylor. Yep. So at the end of the day. You see how integrity works. Yep, and it mirrors society. So, HOH competition. So, mm -hmm. they actually repurposed the battle back competition for this first part of the HOH, which was the bye-bye backstage competition, where mm -hmm. they had to face up with another house guest and go through this mm -hmm. obstacle to hit the buzzer. Mm -hmm. And I was really impressed by some, and I was not surprised by others. So let's mm -hmm. get into it. Pooch versus Michael, who did you think was going to win in that one? Didn't care, but I thought Michael because he's got long limbs, you know? Okay. You know, and there's a lot of stepping. Yeah. And I think that Michael really was in the mindset of, I now need to win HOH this Head upcoming in the game. week. Oh, yeah. Because yep. if these people start trying to target me, I need to make sure I'm in a position of power where they got to start talking to me. So... He was like, bye, Pooch. I can't have you win. I'm going to make sure I win. And lo and behold, Michael wins. Mm -hmm. Taylor versus Alyssa. This could have been a matchup for the actual battle if the backstage twitch right. was still going to happen. And yeah. now, who did you think before you saw the results was going to win, Taylor or Alyssa? I was rooting for Taylor, so I didn't really care. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know who I thought was going to win, but I was hoping it was Taylor. Yep, so, I mean, Taylor I, all the way. We That's all we care about. We care about our queen about. from Michigan, yep. Miss Michigan herself, Taylor Period. to win. And Period. she did. For the not Taylor fans that might be listening, and if you're not a Taylor fan, why aren't you? But there are those people out there. Now, did you think Taylor touched the ground? I thought her foot touched a low part of the wall, but I didn't think it touched the ground, but it was really close. It was really close. I was definitely gasping when I saw her fall and I was just hoping, stay on, yeah. stay on, stay on. Yeah. And to me, I saw the, I saw the footage. She did not touch the ground. Right. I, I had to watch it again so I could rewind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to be like, oh. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Taylor wins and Alyssa did not. Now, Indy versus Joseph. Who were you thinking was going to win? I didn't really know, but once I saw Indy fall, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, it's going to be Joseph. I really enjoyed how Indy was like, Habibi, be easy on me. <laughs> Like, that's right, Indy. Use that's your... Right, play that card. Yep. Play that card. Yes. Play the card. <laughs> play to where, you know, yeah, have some grace, but also, you know, mm -hmm. hey, let me win. It's not like you're going to really grace? be targeted. Wink, wink. Or maybe grace? not. <laughs> However, Joseph won, Joseph won. obviously. Yeah. And so... Yeah. There was that. Brittany versus Amira, uh, no competition. I knew Amira was going to kill that. Kids, really? Yeah, Brittany doesn't look like she has good, you know, balance. You saw in this episode how she pretty much had her foot in her mouth with the telephone game. Yeah. So yeah. I was really hoping to see, like, I'm going to try and win this, but she fell. That was an obstacle course, and I feel like <laughs> she, I, you could just, I just feel like, like watching her through the house, she doesn't seem super coordinated. 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's one of those people that might, you know, drop things or trip a lot or walk into walls. Like, no, and no judgment because I'm also typically one of those people when I'm not paying attention. So her versus Amira, no. Nope. All right. And Amira did win. So Mm -hmm. Amira moved on to the next round. Now, Jasmine versus Terrence, the married couples. Well, two of the three married couples couples. and one engagement, which is Michael. Now, who did you think was going to win between Jasmine and Tarrant? Um, or did you care? I, I didn't care. I did not care. I didn't care, and I honestly was hoping Jasmine didn't win just because I cannot stand her. Now, here's some controversy because I'm not a Jasmine fan, and I I don't know if you're still a Jasmine fan, but did Jasmine touch the ground? I thought she did. Because when you look at the replay, confetti like moved. Did. No, confetti moved from the ground because... That's how gravity works. Well, Julie said, Julie said that she reviewed the footage and that it didn't happen. So (laughs) for me, I was like, okay, well, fine. Okay, fine. The footage, whatever she won. But also you twisted your ankle. So I feel fine. Nah, she was pushed. For those who watch season 15, you know what I'm talking about. And Jasmine touched the ground. (laughs) So I do not believe it. Now, also, do you really think Jasmine hurt her ankle? No, it looked fake. So I reviewed that part. I reviewed. I saw. There was a twist. I saw the bend. I saw the bend. There was a slight twist. But at the same time, as someone who has done that, I really feel like she milked it. And then the way all the guys walked onto the stage and whatever, I'm just like, y'all, it doesn't take four of you. Or maybe it does. I don't know. Does it? Does it take four of you? (laughs) Maybe that. Maybe that's the thing. You know. Hey, who knows? But she's married, so hopefully Jasmine doesn't get any other thoughts. I honestly, I (laughs) hope there is not one showmance this season because, (laughs) ugh, I just, ugh. Anyway. Okay. Kyle versus Turner. Yeah, Kyle versus Turner. Who did you think was going to win between this match? You didn't care? (laughs) I thought it would be Kyle because of the way he, it it was close though. I will say this. It was really close because they both took off like pew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it might be Kyle because, like I said, he's taller. You know, he's kind of like Michael where he's taller, the long limbs, whatever else. So, yeah. All right. And last and certainly not least, Monty versus Nicole. Monty. I thought Monty would win. but Really? You know. I was really hoping for Nicole. I wanted Nicole to, like, show some girl power and get herself into a position of power. The thing is, is that... I did. I wasn't sure how these people would do in the obstacle course. My assumption, though, is that when I did think somebody was going to win, it would be based on speed versus ease of getting through it. Mm-hmm. So people with the longer limbs, you know, Monty, Kyle, Michael, I was not surprised because they're taller, they're longer. So making those, you know, large steps. So that's the only reason why. It wasn't because of skill. I mean, if it was Nicole against Alyssa, I think Nicole would have won. You know what I mean? So. Okay. There's that. There is that. And then we come to the end of the show because Julie Chen couldn't even say her name. She was just like, be good to one another. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like, listen, I'm tired. I got to go. I mean, there were so many. <laughs> and especially to one thing, going to the commercial break when Jasmine fell, she was like, we'll be right back. And then turns and then looks back. Like, it felt like she did not have time for this. She's like, what is going on tonight? Man, like, she was the, so ready the script to be like, all right, was Jasmine, flipped. you won. And then she was like, well, now hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Are you good? And then hearing Daniel, wait a minute, this is the part that killed me. Hearing Daniel say, can Monty go help? 
dude, did you just volunteer somebody else to go in and help this girl? And you couldn't help? Like, I'm just not not. Can I go help? Can Monty go help? Because I feel like Monty was like, oh, man, you know, Captain save And then I feel like <laughs> then it went. To, what? That's the expression. Uh, and then I feel like when Monty started walking, it was kind of like the volunteering for tribute for the have nots room where it was like, oh, OK. And then all the other guys were like, yeah, Jasmine, are you OK? Are you OK? And then when she got on stage after she did, you know, one or whatever, somebody was holding her hand. Why? 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 And had that been Taylor, all of the trash y'all would have talked about her not being able to walk. OK, because all she had to do was take a step down and she couldn't even do that. So that's why I'm just like, OK, girl, I need you to be working out to strengthen them ankles because they're weak. Double standards, double standards and society. period. So period. At the end of the episode, Julie mentions that she's going to make an announcement that's going to change the game. And yeah. if you've heard from reports that it's going to be the twist is going to be called BB Bestie. And so. Ugh. I can give you some predictions of what I think about that, but before we get into that, but first, as the but first, <laughs> as Julie Chen would say, as she talks to us, let's get into some predictions. So, Michael, Taylor, Joseph, Amira, Jasmine, Kyle, and Monty move on to the next round for the HOH competition. From those individuals, gonna who's gonna win? Michael. I think Michael's going to win HOH. All right. You think Michael's going to win. And my prediction, Taylor, come on. I'm going to always put out positive energy for our woman, our lady boss, Taylor, to win. So that is who I'm predicting. I'm putting my energy out there, but I, th I honestly think it'll be Michael. Okay. Since I'm predicting Taylor will win, I think she will nominate two guys. And those two guys, I'm hoping to be Daniel Pooch. Daniel Monty, please. No, I'm hoping for Pooch and Turner, and then she backdoors Monty. Mm. It would just be sweet to see yeah. that happen. And so that's what I'm hoping Taylor sees. She gets the girls to rally together to be like, listen, use the advantage of yes. they who must not be named and bring them to Taylor's side and target after the strong players. Now, put up men that really haven't done anything and also gotten a power. So Period. let's put up Pooch for the fact that you were the backstage boss. And I think from your reign, you didn't really be a boss. And here's my boss move. You're on the block. And Turner, Turner's a jerk. I've said it. And we are clearly seeing it, even though they had emotions for that person that's not going to be named. And so Turner needs to feel the hot seat and be nominated. And then I hope that there's a backdoor plan to get Monty out because we don't need that male energy in this house no more. Now, Jasmine, who do you think if Michael were to be HOH, he would nominate. Daniel. Okay. A uh, tit for tat. I can understand that. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also think maybe Amira. The reason I say that is because Amira was kind of second in command. You know what I mean? Before before our first eviction, Amira was kind of second in command. She was, she was going around doing some extra dirty work, whatever else. And I think when it comes to being included, I think Michael realizes that like at the end of the day, they're trying to take him down. Like the whole super fan thing. I think, I think he understands that nobody's really trying to be on his team and that they're trying to, they're trying to, yeah. And then as far as the other person, backdoor Turner. I'd be all right with that. The reason why is because I feel like Turner is kind of a rat. Mm -hmm. Like the way the way that he has gone about 
who he kind of sides with. There was this moment he had with Taylor and then it was like, she was so aggressive. Aggressive? No, your mama's aggressive, okay? So yeah, I, that's why I'm just like, ah, nah. I feel like I feel like Turner's gonna be coming for Taylor. Okay. So, yeah. so we'll just have to wait and see on that. Now, we've gone one week or nine days of the Big Brother house. Stressful. <laughs> who is your top ranked player right now? Taylor. Taylor, same. Taylor is my top ranked player. Now, who in this house still is needing to play a better game and is your worst ranked player? Oh, Brittany. Brittany? Okay. And I would say my worst ranked player right now is Joseph. I don't hmm. think he's I don't think he's playing the game at all. He's just there to have a good time and he needs to remember you're playing a game and I need you to do something other than be there taking up space, working out and talking. I would love to see some gameplay. For me, he and Kyle are in the same position where I feel like they're both just waiting until a bunch of people are gone and they look around and they're like, oh, I'm left. So I feel like they're both coasting. I feel like they're trying not to ruffle any feathers. I feel like they're trying not to be too seen, but also not forgotten. And mm-hmm. yeah. So that is my worst ranked player right now. Any final thoughts? Nope. I got the victory I wanted. So this episode, even even though it ended with me not knowing anything else going further, I, I feel as though we really won during this episode, you know? I feel like we really We, we manifested we this. We, that's what I'm saying. We we came <laughs> we came and did what we needed to do. Okay. This episode gave what it needed to have gave, okay? Because Taylor's still in the house. That's all we cared about. Yep. Queen Taylor, we protected our queen. We helped the strong black woman stay in this game. And yes. Oh. Taylor over everybody. My one prediction, though, I'm going to leave this as the final thought. Mm -hmm. This BB Bestie competition, they're going to start putting the players into pairs after the next eviction. And they have to start working together until, I think, final six to then where they'll break off. And then they'll go back to individuals. But that is my prediction. And I can't wait to see what happens next. If you like this episode or any of our other episodes, please like, share, subscribe, and rate our podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Reality Revelations Podcast or on Twitter at Reality Rev Pod. Or on TikTok, Reality Revelations Pod. You can also follow us on our socials at Jasmine Lachey on Instagram. And I am at Who is Mark Drama on all the socials. This is the end for now. Come back and tune in to our next episode of reality revelations where we discuss our revelations of reality tv specifically big brother bye everybody